0: And welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick, both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey, hey, Careering fans. I am so excited for today's episode. It's a really big one, mainly because we have our first ever two male guests, dun, dun, dun. After three years of amazing female leaders, we have two male leaders on today, Sandy Cerami and Scott Joseph. Welcome, guys.
1: Hey, Laura. Thank you, Thank you Lori. Very honored to be here.
0: These two are very bravely taking on the task of talking to me today about how to help further encourage and promote women leaders in positions and what men in mainly male-dominated industries can do to help women along. But first, before we get into really the meat of this, I'd love to hear from both of you what you do, who you are, who you work with. So Scott, why don't we start with you?
1: Um, Yeah, all right. So I'm the CEO and founder of JL Marketing. So that started in January 91. So it's 31 years now. Uh, We've been doing that. And then that has allowed me, starting with about 2005, bought my first Honda dealership. Now have three, two of them in Missouri, uh, West County Honda and Cape Girardeau Honda. And then the one in Tennessee, Johnson City Honda.
0: So awesome, Scott. I don't think I even realized you had dealerships. Yeah, I knew you through yeah. J&L. I don't think I even knew you had dealerships. That you
1: I walk running. both sides of this aisle.
0: I'm All impressed. Right. <laughs> okay. We have the, we'll see if we have the right guest on, right, Sandy? We'll find um, out. No doubt. Sandy, give us a little bit about, let us know a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, I am a recovering former General Motors dealer. a third-generation car brat, if you will, uh, who had the uh, incredible experience to follow my grandfather and my dad into uh, this amazing business. And um, you know, after going through the GM bankruptcy proceeding back in 2008-2009, I kind of walked the earth like Kane from Kung Fu, uh, having experiences and meeting people for about a year, trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do uh, to put our life back together. Uh, Mary and I went through a really difficult time in 08-09 financially, basically lost uh, everything, uh, and I decided to. start a business that was ideally was set up to recruit and uh, train and develop salespeople for the retail automotive sector at that time because we had gone through the uh, the financial crisis of uh, There were a lot of folks out there, that really talented folks out there uh, that we wanted to get into the automobile business. And and truthfully, the conversations that I continued to have early on when I got the business off the ground uh, started to center more and more on operations and not just recruiting uh, uh, and hiring and training people. Mm-hmm. And so it became a full-blown consultancy uh which we've I- I've had a, a, an incredibly um uh fulfilling run over the course of the last you know 11 12 years and ironically over the last uh six months uh with my right hand guy, Ron Marvo we have developed a recruiting platform so we've kind of come full circle a365 recruiting uh because there's just an incredible demand for talent out there so yeah. uh, it's been it's been an incredible experience over the last 10 11 years for sure
0: I love that I love that comeback story too it's just like get up dust, yourself off and start again. Right.
2: Well, I, I can't take the credit. You know, the truth is I walked in the back door of my house, uh, a broken person back in 2009. And and I married an incredible person, my wife, Mary. And, um, you know, she looked me right in the eye and said, you know, first of all, stop crying, you know, wipe the tears and, uh, you know, pick yourself up. And she said, I believe in you. And those four words literally changed everything for me back in 2009.
0: Oh, OK. And what a great transition with you talking about your wife, because because as hopefully a lot of people know now, I am moderating the business and cigars event coming up. But part oh. of what brought us all together is you all coming to me saying, look, we really want a female pre- we want more of a female presence in this yep.
2: conference. We needed to raise the IQ of the of the team.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, and I always joke, okay, guys, so we need to add white wine, right? That's my ongoing joke. Like white wine needs to be added to everything. The title, the promos. I need to be holding white wine.
1: We brought that up for debate last night in the clubhouse room.
0: How'd it go? They better have voted it in.
1: Somebody wanted and heels and instead of already people assume that you have to smoke cigars and drink bourbon when you're there. We can't have people like Sandy thinking he has to show up in heels. So I (laughs) you know his calves just don't look right when he wears his high heels. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, man. I told these two before we began. I was like, okay, here we go, boys. Here we go. But so, yes, I know you guys have been done, doing a ton of work behind the scenes with me specifically and us reaching out to individual women. So what, what kind of made me get the thought for the show is while we were working so hard and you were both working hard behind the scenes with me trying to figure out how to get more women involved, You got kind of involved in a little dust up on LinkedIn, maybe not a dust up, but someone commented on a picture that had all males in it, your friends at the Kentucky Derby. And I just Uh thought this is fascinating because what this commenter doesn't realize is these guys are working with me behind the scenes to really up the factor of women. Mm -hmm. So kind of getting into this you know, first of all, what's your response? If you want to, what's your response to that? And then what do you think it says about our industry that you're working so hard on this, you know, out of sight and you're getting out, well, giving a hard time on in public.
1: So the post went really well um, from all the right metrics, except for this one comment. Right. And it's, it's funny. I, my first instinct was to just ignore it. And then a uh, good friend of ours, Dave Boyle, <laughs>
0: Amen. He did Amen. come to the rescue. A little bit of a fire oh, yeah. to
1: it, uh, explaining it. and went pretty good at it, like only Dave can. I love him, and I thought, well, I probably ought to just respond. And and so um, the reality is, so me and my wife go to the Kentucky Derby every year, and we've usually we have a table of eight, and so it's a great setup. We have fun. We love to live through the eyes of people who have not been there. So it's like we get to experience it for the first time every year. And so normally we're inviting friends and different couples to, to come in and join us. And my wife was eight months pregnant. So, uh, she had no desire to be in heels and a dress. It's a major thing. And, and, uh, she goes, why don't you have a, a, you know, a guy's weekend and just do the derby yourself. So I was like, all right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got this camaraderie in this tight group that, you know, we had eight guys, including myself all go. And, and I just responded to the guy I said, listen, I explained that there's the situation. I said, and the reality is I could have invited my, my wife told me to have a guy's weekend. But the reality is I'm not going to be inviting other women to the Kentucky Derby and going out to everything that's involved with that, the parties and the fun and the bars and the restaurants. I don't need to be posting on social me out with a bunch of other women while my wife's eight months pregnant at home. So, you know,
0: (laughs) that creates a whole nother set of comments, right?
1: (laughs) Correct. So Yeah, I, I I did I took this the route that I did what she told me to do. Yes. I'm just gonna leave it at that.
0: Well, what I thought it was fascinating, and continue to think is fascinating, as you guys know, there's almost no men on my page at all, my LinkedIn page. It's like everything's you know championing women, talking about women. So the majority of the pictures that I have are groups of women all together at conferences and events. And I have never once had to defend one of those pictures. So I just was like fascinated by the whole situation, to be honest.
1: Should we go on your page and say, where are the men in these photos? Yes, please start doing
0: it because then I'll come back hard.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Lori, I only have one
2: question for you. Yes. What is a man?
0: What is a man? (laughs) Oh, no. This is going in a whole different direction. No, we're not going there. (laughs) And delete podcast episodes.
2: (laughs) We see it happen all the time, and and so you know Scott and I, uh, behind the scenes, and certainly with so much um great insight and help from you, have been thoroughly committed to making yeah. sure that uh, we get as much representation uh, in terms of women in, in our industry uh, and in business in general. To be honest with you, there are so many yeah. great examples of successful women leaders out there. We we felt it was incumbent upon us to to continue to not only encourage. But I think even more so empower women to stand up and and really shine, quite honestly, in an environment where it's been traditionally male dominated. So we were excited to do it. I, you know, anybody that's out there detracting off of a one social media post um, is too narrow a thinker uh, for us to even entertain, you know, going back and forth with anyway.
0: I totally agree. And some of some of the women that we have coming, which I'm so excited to this next event. You know, I have spoken with Liza Borches, Erica, Tiffany Wells, April Simmons. And if you speak to any of them, what I think what's so cool is. Letty
1: Bozard. Letty Bozard. Oh, yes,
0: I'm sorry. Part. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I think what's important is none of them say that female leaders. They say, let's just elevate leaders, right? And uh-huh. so I think what's Thank so, you.
2: Thank you. so
0: cool about these strong women is they're like, look, we're we're leaders in general. So there's no need to define female leaders, which I really like. And I've always yeah. so, but with that in mind, I mean, there's definitely things that men in our industry can do to be allies and to be, to be championing these women. So what do you think what you know to the listeners, what do you think are some ways men can really help promote and champion women in male-dominated industry?
1: Well, I, I would say the first thing is to quit thinking that they're responsible to help them. In other words, yes. the best way to help is get the heck out of the way and quit quit making it harder. I, I, I think, love
0: that answer. That's a great answer. They don't,
1: Liza Borges doesn't need my help.
0: Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> All right, I need her help more than she needs mine. So you know, exactly. I, I so I think that's I think step number one, right? Yeah. Um. But the biggest thing I think is. What I like about the event, what I'm encouraged and excited about uh, the women that you you said are coming or about them being there at Business Bourbon and, and Cigars is this. I, I think the best thing anybody can do, male or female, is grow their network and improve the relationships with the right people. Yes. All right. And so, listen, I'll take zero credit and I will give Sandy Cerami zero credit. Uh, we lucked into this dynamic of what this turned into. Uh, we did not sit back and strategize and say, oh, we're going to do this and this and this, and it's going to create this camaraderie and, and the way everyone will be comfortable talking to. So there are all kinds of events. There are all kinds of conferences, uh, where you can network and build relationships. But the reality is, you know, when I, at least when I go to a, a let's say NADA or did they're very big, they're yeah. very big conferences. Um, they certainly have all their networking parties, and but I'm not the guy. I'm actually a very shy person until <laughs> I get to know someone. Like, all right, think about your not, you know, our interactions initially. Yeah, I was probably more reserved than I yes. am with you now.
0: All uh, right, yes, I would say so. <laughs> but so I certainly know uh, a different I, side I of you now that we're close. <laughs>
1: correct. I would use the word shy to describe
2: Scott, uh, Lori. No. I would use the word measured. Scott is there very measured initially. Uh, because I, I experienced that when we first, uh, shot, we shot the first podcast episode in New Jersey uh, all those years fun. back. And, and he was so measured, he was so refined in terms of his approach and he wanted it to be because he is a, he is a very high level achiever. He's a very high level, um, uh, executor, uh, on, and virtually everything he does. It's something I admire a great deal about him. And that's why I say he's measured when he first gets, uh, to know somebody. And then as he becomes more comfortable uh, he lets
1: you in, and he's he is he is a fun sob. I can tell you that.
0: I Thank would you. agree with that.
1: Well, let me just say this, Sandy. During that podcast, right? That was also as i was starting to put myself out there for the sake of my businesses in in terms of branding and and getting on social more whether especially on video i always posted but didn't put myself you know a lot of pictures or video on there and so you know when you're initially doing that it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. right and so when you're measured it's because you want to make you you have in your head how you think you need to be and 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 so the one thing that i have learned earned um the more authentic and the more just just let it go and be you and if people don't like it they don't like it and if they like it good uh it's a lot easier so i don't stress about being on that on that camera or talking uh if this was three years ago four years ago Lori, i i would have been like send me questions let me prepare <laughs> let me <laughs> that's
2: a fact you know right? but i that's i don't care
1: about that and, and so um i i think when I going back to what we were talking about, I don't easily just walk around parties and just introduce myself and network. So what I like about our event is this, by the time the two and a half days is done, you have communicated both professionally and personally with every single person there and in a meaningful way, because on the, on the professional side, when we're working through these masterminds, right, everyone's working together to solve tough challenges, issues, create better opportunities for ourselves. And then you go into some of the activities and excursions, I think because of, and like we said, this wasn't planned, but because of the work you do on the business side, it's just like now everybody on the uh, it's easy to network and and actually talk to people and, and build relationships compared to being forced. Normally, when I go to a convention, I find my little click, a big one. I find my little click and that's who I hang out with. All right. And, and uh, that's not that's not true networking. That doesn't build any relationships.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think the first event that I went to of yours, I was just really struck by the amount of camaraderie. That happens yeah. over the course of two days. So, let's for those listening, Sandy, give us like a little bit of a feel for what a mastermind is, what business bourbon and cigar is all about, and what people can expect if they're coming to the event.
2: Absolutely, um, you know, it's it's that I will tell you, we did put a lot of thought into, yeah, uh, you know, and and I think it requires uh, a lot of thoughtful. Uh, preparation and planning in order to execute at the level that, that we've been able to, we've been blessed by a great team. Scott's team and Jamil's team over at JNL are incredible in terms of the support uh, that they provide pre-event. We've got a great crew, you know, during the event that includes Scott's wife. uh, That includes Ron Marvo. Uh, My wife, Mary has jumped in you as well. The two of us, uh, Scott and I, Um, David, David, for sure. David Spizak, just an incredible incredible contributor um he, he really has a unique way of crystallizing things yeah um and so when we talk about what we wanted from the mastermind we did not want that typical you know um uh, pont- pontification from the front of the room or on the stage uh, while there is some value in that uh, from time to time we didn't want thinly veiled uh presentations or pitches coming from right. our sponsor partners. What we really wanted was a collaborative effort amongst dealer members and sponsor partners right. to either solve really challenging uh, issues that we're facing in the industry, or tackle, exploit, and leverage incredible opportunities that we see, and do it in a way that was driven by peer-to-peer interaction, peer-to-peer collaboration, peer-to-peer counseling, and the dynamic has been absolutely incredible. Right. To me, that's what a true mastermind represents—a collective intelligence in the room, uh, you know, setting out to solve challenges and, and leverage opportunities.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that perfectly defines it. Scott, you have anything to add to that based on what you've put together?
1: Well, to me, it is, I thought Sandy did an excellent job there explaining the whole thing, but I, I as he was talking, I'm sitting there thinking things in this industry, in every vertical, they really move fast, you yeah. know? And so here we are, this is going to be the first event that we've held this will be the first business bourbon and cigars event where we're in a recession. Yeah. Every right. single one we've had at this point, because I think the first one was October of 2020, you know, we were still masking. We were still <laughs> right. six feet apart and every table had sanitize, sanitizer on it and all that. Right. And, uh, but times uh, the scare for dealers after those first initial months was over and every dealer was making very good money. Uh, yeah. So this will be the first time it'll be interesting, and in, and in a lot of the topics that we had uh, or have set apply a hundred percent. But there might be a there might we might throw a curveball in. All right, I mean because there's a good chance times by the time we get into September, things are going to start turning, and, and there'll be a new challenge here that we have to address. So you know, while these topics are set they're not set in stone so you know we can always adjust on the fly if if need be
0: yeah and i think one of the things i love so much about your event and i told you this both after the event i attended I, I think also just the fun excursions you guys set up. I mean, there's oh, like yeah. bourbon tours. On the last one, we were like on dolphin cruises and fighting over which boat we're going to get on. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so I there's, think no, there's no fight said, people on the
1: weren't boat. fighting on which boat they were going to get on. People were fighting to get on boat one. They they Incorrect. unfortunately <laughs> there was overflow and they had to go to boat two. The the sad part was, and we discussed it last night on Clubhouse when when Michael Poro took off his. Sh- Sure, jumped off boat two just to swim to boat one. That was the most <laughs> incredible.
0: I think you can all guess based on Scott's comments who boat one belonged to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Boat one uh, docked prematurely, Lori, just for the record. <laughs> yes. We, we on the love boat, which was the name for boat number love two.
0: Boat.
2: You were on that boat with me. Yes, I was. And and we enjoyed our time. We did not want it to end. So we actually stretched out the experience a little bit longer. That's Correct. how we do things. Uh, so, just for the vote, the folks that are going to be attending in September, bus two is where it's happening. Uh, I yeah. will I mean, the- keep in mind,
0: moment. guys, think through which bus you want to be on because it's going to be very important.
1: Number two, baby.
0: <laughs> well, we. T- I, speaking of podcasts, you had me on your podcast last week, and it was so fun, Scott. And we mm-hmm. talked about. Some of the elements that make a mastermind successful. So I want you both to answer, like, what would you say, like, are the top two elements that make a mastermind successful when folks attend?
1: Uh, Shay, you go first. The people in the room first. It can't be, I mean, first off, it can't be a mastermind unless there are, are great minds in the room. And right. they have to be people that will elevate you up And the combined thinking of all or the group uh you know, we divide those tables into eight to 10 people for a reason, because that's the opti- that's the optimized size of a, a true mastermind group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're able to get 40, 50, 60 people in the room, but still keep the mastermind groups at the size that they need to be. So I, I think getting around the right people, people that are just extremely intelligent, innovative, ask the right questions so they can come up with the right solutions, all that goes into it.
0: Yeah. And before, Sandy, I want to listen to you, but I, to carry on to that, I told you all last week, I mean, one of the most profound relationships of my career came from the BBC. John Traver yeah. and I were able awesome. to get yes. to the last event. He's now a client of mine and a mentor of mine. So I, I think just getting back to the people and the collaboration and uh, the, the people you meet and the way they want to help you after the two and a half days. Correct. is at a much deeper level than any networking event I've ever been to. Because I think it. I think by mixing those tables up and having that eight to ten, those small groups, it really kind of creates this cohesion in the group that I've never seen before at an event.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank you I, for that. I will dovetail off of that, Lori, and, and say to you that, you know, at one point during the event, uh, Scott and I looked around during one of the mastermind sessions, and I said to him, you know, holy cow, look at that table over there. That is just loaded with A player talent. And he says, yeah, yeah. And he said, wait, look over here. He says, this table too? And we kind of looked at every single table and realized like, what are we talking about? Every single table yeah. was loaded with A player talent around the room. And I think that speaks to uh, the community that, that we've been able to um, pull together. I mean, I, all Scott and I did was provide the platform. It's the amazing people that come to the event and really come in with the right mindset that makes it what it is for sure.
1: So I, I think... You know, to add to all that, you know, we were talking last night on Clubhouse about this and Adam Aarons, uh, who's been to every event, uh he's so sharp and, and such a good operator. And by the way, you mentioned John Traver. I mean, talk about asking the right questions. I think that's one of his superpowers, as I've mentioned before, is that he just really asks intelligent questions. You can't get to intelligent, great solutions without asking highly intelligent, great questions. Focused questions. And he is yes, just a master think, of that. You know, not to interrupt, but the thing that John
2: does, I think, most effectively is that, and he says it in this way, he stays with the problem longer than most people to get to the resolution. Right. And and I think you mentioned two people, John Traver and Adam Ahrens. And we could mention almost everybody, if not everybody that's attended. Uh, but those two guys, they're two guys that I know that in, in 15, 20 years, I'm gonna be able to look back. On my experiences with them, and I can say to my son or right, my yeah. daughter or somebody else, yeah. or you know, I knew that person. I actually had the opportunity to collaborate with that person. That's how humbling uh, the experience is with the kind of talent that we've assembled in that room.
1: Yep, yeah, and with Adam, what he said last night basically was this: you know, Ed Roberts, Tully uh, Williams, a, a, a uh, any one of us, right? Uh, yeah, Ed. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brad well, uh, well, Mug. I mean, like the, Michael.
2: The, Porres, any player list.
1: He goes. It doesn't matter what he's doing. And this is we talked about camaraderie earlier. He goes, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I get a call or a text from these people. I stop what I'm doing and I reply and I pick up the phone. Yep. And Squire Pettis, you know, he he said it uh well very well. And he goes, This is a list of names and numbers that I feel con- I can call the, and I will hold on to the rest of my life. And it's yep. we didn't plan that. Uh, but you know what how that's created when you, it's easy to go back now. And say, oh well, this hat, all this camaraderie and these relationships form. Why is it, for well, whatever reason, and we didn't plan this, but the process that we do really invite giving. Mm-hmm. It is a giving mentality uh, when they work through these solutions, and it is like egos are checked at the door. Yep. Yes. Uh, there, it's just it's un- and it's a room of big egos. I mean, you know.
0: You've got an you got a bunch of A-list players in there that are used to being in charge. Yes.
1: Correct. And it's just I I've never experienced um anything. It's just a it's hard to describe the feeling.
2: Well, I I will yeah. say this as this will be my contribution to the to the question is very simple. Um first of all, I want to acknowledge Natasha Faye Cox uh who is just a, yes. awesome, a superstar. You know, she had the same type of comment in terms of the the lessons that she learns in the room and and what she's been able to contribute for us yeah. as well you know her perspective like that's to me the essence of what we do but i think when you take a look at the fact that people come in with an open mind they have this this one two punch of an open mind and then the discipline to hold themselves accountable to follow through on what they say they're going to do when we do the action planning piece of the mastermind sessions Uh, is what makes it so successful, because we're not just talking about things that we're going to do when we get back to the dealerships. These things are actually done, and they're things that haven't been discussed or thought of previously, and we've been able to use that collective intelligence in the room to shape plans for each and every person rolling out of there. That's the benefit, ultimately.
0: Yep. I mean, it's just a wonderful, wonderful event, and so I'm super excited because I know you guys are sold out. I know all of the sponsors are sponsorships are sold. But for this podcast, you guys said you're opening up four special spots for dealer or general manager attendees. So l- tell me a little bit about, about that.
2: Well, Lori, it, it was really done because the last event, we found Scott sitting by himself so often that we figured we had to bring four new people in that he could call his friends. <laughs> cigars yeah. event
0: yeah we really needed to fill his bus right bus one is needs to be filled that's so four it. more I mean, spots are now available just for Scott
2: <laughs> it's all part of our cost uh, allocation yes I'm I'll, I'll post stories. the
0: link to those special tickets um to this that's post. that's, like
2: that's why you. we're gonna put we're gonna put more of our new attendees uh, hopefully a lot more female attendees on Scott's bus to raise the level of IQ <laughs>
0: there you go that's correct yeah. that is correct and along those lines, we're wrapping up, guys. But you know, I love you. This is why, like our camaraderie, uh, the amount of fun we have is like so special to me. But let's bring it back around to females quickly, just because on this podcast, that's my favorite topic. Ah, yeah. uh, you just had a baby girl. First of all, congratulations! Yeah. Oh, thank you. And Sandy, you said um daughters and sons. I don't know even know. Do you have a daughter? I should probably I, have found I that out.
2: I do. I have an incredible son, Patrick, and I have a. Magnificent, remarkable, intelligent daughter Anna, who is uh, off to Bucknell for her freshman year in about two weeks. Mary and I are emotionally uh, destroyed right now. (laughs) I don't even know how we're going to be able to do it. We're going to be crying the entire way back from Bucknell. But my daughter is uh, a gifted writer, and uh, and I'm excited to see uh, how she grows and matures over the four years at Bucknell. And and I'm really excited to see what she accomplishes. She's been an incredible student to this date, and. I'm excited for.
0: Well, just hearing you guys talk about your kids is so sweet. Let's think about um, thinking of your daughters specifically, you know, come 10, 20, 30 years down the road. What do you help? What are you hoping for them? What are you hoping from a business perspective they'll be able to do and accomplish? And um, yeah, just thoughts on how they can well, move forward. As I'm going
2: Scott up right now, Lori. I'm going to cue Scott up because my buddy, Miss Sophia, is already a freaking superstar. I mean, <laughs> you want to, and I mean this sincerely, like you know when somebody has the it factor, like they get it. There's just something about their EQ and their IQ that you know that they've got it and and Scott is blessed uh with Miss Sophia and and his older daughter who I've yet to meet. Um I can't speak to but I I know she is intelligent as well, but
1: Miss Sophia blows my Aww. mind. She's an incredibly talented young lady. So what I do with Sophia is I get out of the way because She's one definitely- thing I've noticed, you know, I'll tell her Dad, I need more supply. She created a slime business. built her own website. She's twelve. She built her own slime business. built a website. Actually, gets online orders. Um, wow, it's unbelievable with no marketing. Uh, it's unbelievable. And and she thank uh, God for Trish. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I sit there and she, I say, Sophia, you don't need to be ordering until you get orders. You can fulfill the order the same day. She doesn't. She wants no business advice from Dad. None. <laughs> So, so, what do
0: you know, about building a business, right? Like, you know, so, nothing about Yeah, a business. so
1: I, I sit there, I encouraged the heck out of it. And we held her off from her own phone, uh, all the way up until about a month ago, she got, she started getting called iPad girl in school. So <laughs> it's, it, it, it's so, uh, cause I didn't want her involved in all that. And, so and That's
0: impressive. 12 is late to not, correct. to be able to hold off for a phone. That's impressive. But, I
1: mean. It, we were holding her back because I will tell you this I mean I took her to uh um I took her to a business conference Podfest in I think I think it was May and she's just naturally so gifted like I can put her on camera ask her a question and she delivers an A plus answer without thinking has no fear she's been making videos and putting them up she has her own YouTube channel that she just wow. started in May Yep uh Scott, and, she's, she's more, more articulate than you and I. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. And, and let me just tell you, she ed, she does all her own work. No one's taught her any of this stuff. She just goes on, researches how to do it, and does it. She has to her YouTube channel over 600 subscribers since May. There's wow. no marketing. There's not. She doesn't even have other social media channels that we don't we don't allow her on anything else. I'm going to allow her to go to Instagram eventually yeah all right but she has built and she has built this community where they are helping her and these people are actually buying her slime (laughs) and i don't it's unbelievable uh so what do i do for her in that sense kind of what i said i don't uh i get out of the way yeah. And I support her and I don't I don't keep her bottled down. I told my wife, I said we got to get her a phone. We have to unleash the beast. I should she'll never be able to maximize this the way she she has too much talent and she really has a strong passion for it. Yeah, that we have to let her do her thing here. And so uh Amazing. I am I am a huge fan for the record.
0: Yeah. Do you know how well, I have a friend here whose daughter just got into college and got a scholarship. Based on her building a slime business, they thought from an entrepreneurial perspective. Wow. And then when she was done with her slime business, she actually sold it to another little girl. How brilliant is that? That is one piece
1: of advice I need to make sure I remember to tell Sophia. Well, listen, Sophia comes from a long line of slime slingers.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sandy, what would you say for your daughter? What do you want for her? As oh,
2: gosh, I show. wish I wish the uh, the universe and everything that it holds for her. Um, I I don't know what direction her career is going to take. She's a, a wonderfully gifted writer. She really gets uh, a charge out of putting her thoughts, uh, you know, ink on paper, which I love. Ink on paper is interminable uh, in a digital world. There's nothing more invaluable uh, than ink on paper, in my opinion. There you go, Scott. You can interminable. look
1: interminable. Interminable. <laughs>
0: I think <laughs> Scott
2: a thesaurus for his birthday.
0: Well, they <laughs> are lucky, lucky, lucky to have you as dads. And I'm yeah, so excited I wish for to her. Be a with career you.
2: opportunity that, that actually gives her a chance to to flex her muscles with respect to the talents she has. That's what I hope for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I just can't wait to be with you both in September 13th to the 15th business bourbon and cigars. If uh-huh. you haven't signed up yet, I'm going to put a link in the post below go immediately. I think it's first come first serve for the first four. So yep. Make sure you go to that link right away. And guys, yep. I just loved having you on. Thank you so much for being on with me today.
1: Thank it's you. Lori. honored. Thank you very much.
0: It's been a blast.